Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson, it was over before it begun, which has got a bit to do with this show as well. One three hundred repair is Sheen Panel Service, and they bring you Scotty and Swanee Hump Day with Scotty and Swanee with uh, the Coleman medalist and the bloke who, at this time of year, it's rather rather pertinent and topical because he won two opinion-based Anzac yep. Day medals. That's right. <laughs> sure, That's right. Well done, Swanee. How are you? Sure. Oh, I should be winning another medal today. Because are you all right? This um, day I saw you on a drip in a Balinese hospital. I'm on my deathbed. Um, I'll tell you what, yeah. I remember when I showed her this thing. Um, you know, it's, Anzac, it's Anzac week, so yeah. um, I've been in the trenches fighting for my life. Um, yeah. You know, we, you know footballers talk about life and death, and it's obviously not yeah. it's just the game, but but, game. but I was life and death the last really? 24 hours, yeah. yeah. Um, Before you got in the hospital or after? Because the hospital, I I mean, go to, the hospital's got better than I didn't go to the hospital, they come to me. Oh really? Yeah. We, we just should oh. set up. You've been in Bali for those. Just been two, in Bali, yeah, for um, your sister's wedding that went on for three weeks, or just you yeah. over there? Yeah, no, it was a long wedding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, listen, it was good. Um, I think, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, apart from the last twenty four hours, where I thought I thought that's how it finishes. Bali, Bali, mate. Yeah. So, where did um, you eat? Can you give us a warning? Well, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think because everyone else got crook, but everyone, well, everyone in my villa got sick. Um, oh. A week ago, and I, I must oh. have a powerful st- stomach lining that's just taken a, a week to to get me, and it gets me the day I decide to come home. I think people have de- deduced so far mm. over the years that you have got yeah. a fairly strong constitution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like a rhino. I'm hard to get down, but when I get down, oh Jesus, look <laughs> it out! Goes down with a boom. Yeah, Bang. exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't do things in halves. But... So hang on, the thing that's got me interested in, and knowing Bali, like I do, I just love the place. Um, but they are like ninety percent of them just terrific, the best people on earth. They're just so nice. Ten percent of them dodgy little bastards you'll ever come across. You got a a home doctor. Yeah, so so home doctor's gone. Oh, yep, beauty. I'm going to be a home I'm, doctor because once I treat people, I can knock off all their stuff. I'm thinking there's a third because so far, for people who haven't been on our journey, three people who should be jo- thrown in jail. Three types of people: mm. people who sit in the middle seat of a plane. Yeah. Putting Swanee. Yeah. Couples who sit next to each other. Not opposite each other. Yep. Yep. And Swanee, there's a new, there's a new group now, isn't there? What? Thieving medicals. Well, Thieving doctors. Well, what's that? I, don't doctor. think, I don't think you should be thrown in jail. I think, you know, snake, well, good on him. He pulled the wall over me. So <laughs> Was it know. just him on his own? Or no, did he have an assistant? It was two scoundrels. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I so I was cook. I was went out for dinner the last night and then about 2 a.m. I woke up and was like, oof, something's not right here. Oh, um, so obviously. In Bali. Yeah, so, Too scared to go. <laughs> well, mate, tell you what, there's not a fart. difference between a fart and a shark right now is <laughs> yeah. very minute. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna fart. I'm, I'm not going to risk this one. It's a very, very fine line between <laughs> a fart and a shark right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, I've had yeah. that many meds, though, so I've, the only thing I want to find out just scratches me bum for me. So <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. Um, but yeah, so I, so I get there and I was. I was hurting a bit. I was, I was down, and I was. Like, oh. and then, no, well, I need to. 
get some medical attention, get a drip or get a jab to get myself up yeah, and about. Right. Good thinking. For tonight, for the flight tonight. So No red cordial for you. No. Some emodium, no. Around the drip. Um, so he comes around and, you know, he checks my phone. I had a temperature of like 39. I don't know. That's not good. Well, I told you, man, I'm a hero. Yeah. Um, for being here today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know what? There's SAS blokes out there right now yeah. listening going, fuck that strong. Yeah. That's people, some gutsy stuff. People tell stories of today. Yeah, they will. Um, it might be. A, you know what? They might have a football game about in, you. In, in the podcast world, 100 years from now, people tell stories about me today. He turned up uh, at his side shit stubby holder. Oh, what I've had to do, oh, we should send me signature. <laughs> like a computer, just like the stubby holder. Um, got to get what it deserved. So, <laughs> um, and then, so he, he comes around. Two of them and they check me and they 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 jab me up and um like whatever they whack into me and then they give me some give me some meds and then um whatever they whack into me oh, oh man they could give me they could have given me anything yeah right they could have been heroin for all I know yeah. I was like I just fucking make me feel better well, you're up. I was going down <laughs> I was sinking very quickly and then um, they got me customs up and then, don't do blood tests no. Well, well, I don't remember that. The old debacle of customs. Oh, no. Oh, man, this hasn't been a good 24 hours. And then I get to, um, so I put in my AirPods to to charge them because I've been using them over the last couple of weeks and charge them. So I have my, and I knew I was flying, so I have my iPad out, my phone, my AirPods, they're all just on the, have my phone on me. Um, The iPad was getting charged and um, the AirPods are sitting on the table. And then I got up and I, and I jumped up um, to charge them. Literally, it just left the front door. And I was like, where the fuck are these AirPods? <laughs> I was like, I, swore, I swear they were here. Like, I might be a bit under the weather, but I mean, they were here. I'm sure of it. And I flipped the joint upside down, you know. He's on his scooter. He's gaunty. So mum, mum came in was looking after me. I said, oh, you stolen my AirPods, the rascal. And, um, did you say rascal? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh, no, I oh no, I might have used, yeah, you would have said rascal <laughs> in front of your mum, yeah. Well, we swore, yeah, I might use another word, but um, we, I don't think we've said that on, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 can I say it? There's only one no, word we no. haven't said, so no, <laughs> okay, we no, no, let's leave okay, that one out, no, no, right. starts with a uh, K, yeah, <laughs> Rex's brother. Not Mike's. And then, um, so he pinched him, and then mum goes, I'm going to ring him. I was like, Oh, yeah, what is he going to do? Yes, sorry, I accidentally put him in my pocket. No worries. Come on, Deirdre. So she rang him. He goes, No, we don't have him. I said, Of course you did. So, of course you didn't. So, um, so I've got no AirPods for my flight. So, a six hour flight, um, get to the airport. Um, Nothing in the airport? You bought some? Yeah, but they were terrible. They ran it. Like, oh, I asked, no, no I, real ones. I, no, I didn't care about the real ones. I wanted something to plug in my ears, but they didn't have like the actual cord. Oh. Like, they just had these shitty Bluetooth ones, but they didn't come charged. Oh, no. So I stuck them in my ears. What is that? Put them in my ears when I was waiting to board. <laughs> and they were gone. <laughs> Mate, I don't even care. Mate, I just, I dead close to tears. I don't think I've ever seen mate, close to tears, mate. Right. Reliving this is a nightmare. Mate, I have to sit there and stare at the wall for six hours. Couldn't sleep. I had a fever. Oh, no. Mate. Hey, um, this is one thing that frightens me. And I've never, thankfully, I've never had to use an airline toilet for number twos ever. Right. right, ever. Thankfully. And thankfully for the rest of the crew, rest of the passengers <laughs> as well, because you yeah, do have to sure. open that door <laughs> to get out of the joint. But. Did, did you, one of my greatest fears is flying home from Bali, crook, yep, and having to use the airline, airline toilet, mm. airplane toilet. Yeah. Did you survive that? Yeah, no, man. I've, I am. Um, I loaded up on the drugs, so I didn't. So, and yeah. So um, got. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's, oh, the next one's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. So, so then I get. I finally we get home. I've had probably. <laughs> An hour and a half sleep. We'll start, start typing now, right? Yeah, next one's Staring at the wall. I'm um, call Werribee. No, just a warning. Something big coming your way. I think I'm, right. I'm going to have to do it in the shower. Oh, fuck off. I'm moving now. All the bath. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll play Kevin Buddy Wilson uh, now. Um, so and then then I get I, I get home and oh, I'm a bit flustered and I feel... Um, and so I flew Garuda home, um, and I'm, we're waiting for our bag. And I, 
sitting there, sitting there for ages. I was laying on the, sitting on the floor, just waiting for these bags to come. And I look up and sort of no one's around the carousel. Oh, no. Oh, fuck is everyone? Look up and they'd moved their carousel to another bag and I wasn't paying attention to another. Carousel, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we get there and dead set. Well, they, these Garuda, um, well, what do you call them? Luggage handlers or something? Well, they're not Garuda baggage handlers. They're like the airport staff. Oh, they don't fly them over? No, they don't fly the crew. Yeah, they sit down the base with the bags. Okay, so if they did, they'd be working a lot quicker. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they work over there, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'd have them off before you so got off the plane. it's just airline stuff. So I'll, I'd just be careful um, potting ground crew Well, because you will fly again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, custom, customs of... Are in my sides too. Oh, well, oh, they're no. the last people you want to like upset, office. mate. Yeah, no. they get you back. No, they no. get you back by making you wait. They pull the rubber glove on. Yeah, well, they come with us, Mister Swan. Well, that would have stung. Let me tell you. Hey, what? I mean, plenty of poor poor there. <laughs> Jesus. Plenty of KY. <laughs> oh, a nightmare for. Customs like right, yeah, well, mate. Yeah. Rubber glove. And I, well, and you really want to do that? Jim. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'll go, tell you go what. through. Go through. Um, and then. Oh, well, then I had Taylor's in Taylor's on the um, in Kansamo. T- took her brother up there to see the reef and stuff like that. So I had to bring Taylor's suitcase back. Oh, so she flew from Dempsey to to Kansas on Sunday. You night came back on your own. Yeah, you are a hero. Oh, mate, this. Is... Oh, mate, listen, I'm a pretty <laughs> humble <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> Who filled out your but, form for you? <laughs> well, this is where we. This is what I'm getting to. So the line was annoying. I lined up in the line for forty minutes, probably thirty. Um, and we get to the front. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. It's like. Set, you know, seven a.m. or something like that. Beauty, I'll be able to get home and have you know an hour's sleep before we get here. Um, and he looked at. It, he goes, "Mate, is that in um, is that in Greylead?" I was like, "Yeah." Is that in pencil? I was like, "Yeah, mate." He goes, "It's not allowed to be in pencil. Get over to number one. We have to declare stuff and go fill it out." So, oh. so I had to walk around. I had to go to room one where I had to sit in another big line for twenty five minutes. Go all the way around, and then I got there. I was like, man, I have to fill this out apparently in pen. He goes, oh, okay. So I just had to go over it in pen for another 25 minutes. So, so you, um, you, you're you not good at citing stuff they, anywhere. They right? just <laughs> throw them away anyway. So you come in here and find shit. 30 stubby holders that's pretty flattened you a little bit. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Not, we'll post your reaction on that one. Won't be, using well. a, won't be using a pencil again. That's but, for sure. But who... Um, there's a couple of things I've got to ask you. Don't mind. They throw them away. Surely they throw those things away. Otherwise, they'd have four trillion of them. Yep. Well, they don't even look at them. So, yep, thank you. Um Couple of questions. Like you travel a lot. Why don't you have one of those e-ticket things in your in your passport? Of course I do. But it's like the customs thing. We have to fill it out. Like you know, name, address, oh, fl- incoming flight. Yes, yes, of um, and yeah. and in your little folder or backpack. Why you got pencil? <laughs> Haven't you got your pen license? Man, listen, I wasn't feeling. <laughs> it wasn't a fucking pen, mate. Wasn't me. Well, You're a grown man. Wish I didn't have my pen license. I wanted to sign in these fucking stubby orders. <laughs> Taken away from What's me. What's wrong with you? You're not with it, but it's a good effort. <laughs> no, 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 because I, you know what? I actually going. thought ahead because I was, as I was packing up there, was, you know how in hotels they have like the pen and papers? Yeah. Notepad and pen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was a, was that was obviously a pencil. So I just grabbed the thinking because I didn't have a pen. So I was actually smart enough yeah. to think I needed one. Yeah, but, no. but wrong implement. Well, well I, I think I'm in the right. <laughs> I'm sure why it has to be. In- We've got some more to unpack from Bali, but but Scotty, you reckon you two deserve a medal? Because what 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 type of sacrifice did you do over the past week involving a TV show? Um, did you watch? Oh, listen, you guys, you guys owe me. I'll tell you this Why? right now. Well, I've done some. I, I've told you I did a a review the first two what a week ago of the yeah. first the first Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, I watched it? it. I was sitting in a hotel room in Adelaide. Crook as a dog. And no, mate, put, please. Put, no, Don't crook. you say crook as a dog, mate. <laughs> crook as a dog I was. We're having a crook off. Yeah. yeah. And and put it on. And then because I didn't get to talk about it last week, yeah. I followed up just so my information's fairly accurate. Was that the only reason you watched it a second or third time? Well, that, don't make me sound all blokey and creepy, Ralph. There might have been there might have been something I was interested in. But this is what I've this is what I've got out of this show, right? right. Have you been have you have you kept watching? No, I've missed the last few episodes, which is when I say miss them, I haven't fucking missed them at all. Mm. Um, I just haven't watch watched them. them. Yeah. Does, the, does the missus watch it? Um, no, she's not, not, not a, massive on not this as, one. Not no. as big as maths. No, no, she was got in a math while I was away. Anyway, so I've got uh, some um, analysis on a few people, and I sure. think a lot of these people have been pissed off already. Right. So Brittany. Yep. She's the um, 
conga line moron who, who was an intruder <laughs> on the um, on an episode of The Bachelor. When you went conga line, she started one. She, 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 this chick is absolutely a few sandwiches short of a picnic. <laughs> She's just not all there at all. She's a nutbag. Just dead set nutbag, right? She's really upset because some bloke who looks like a beefed up version of Lyndon Dunn um, used her for used her to get her rose, and then some other hot chick came in and now. So what's the premise of Brittany's the show? Britney's conga line fucked off again. Well, <laughs> so basically, what the the premise of the show is: every loser uh, who couldn't get a partner on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette and still can't find a partner in life because they're generally fucking idiots. Um, have come together on an island. I'm thinking Fiji or something or right. somewhere like that, which mm. is not a good advertisement for Fiji that they house those sort of people. Bulla, bulla. But, <laughs> so Brittany's an idiot. She's just not all there. She means well. She's got a heart of gold. I see how beautiful. But she's a dead set moron. Mm. And more than three minutes, Wani, she would have you She would have you tied in a knot. She, this chick would just be far too much for you. Cat uh, <laughs> was the horrible chick in the, um, in the Honey Badger series of The Bachelor. She was the mean... Jewelry designer from Bali, which means she makes those fucking yeah, bracelets yeah, that the kids yeah. sell in on the beach. Got to reverse that. Yeah. Did you watch a lot of episodes of The Bachelor? I watched a lot of Nick Cummins' ones. Yeah, did of you? the Honey Badger. Yeah. Well, yeah, what, yeah. What did he the, sort of... Well, names he was watching it, and I thought, <laughs> well, well, he, this bloke half entertained me, but she's an idiot. Right. No, she's not an idiot. She's just a horrible person. Still. Which way? Cat gone. Gone. She got boot. She's gone. She's, I think she's going back to Bali to design her jewelry. <laughs> Off. Just uh, um, let's say it's Shazza. You'll tell me which one because I only saw one. But, but the one. I... Hi, I'm Shazza. I'm 25 and I can't wait to have three kids by the age of 30. <laughs> so, that's her intro. Is that and real? Or? I'm doing. That's exactly what she said. And I'm doing some maths. Well, there's something in this, right? That, uh, episode two, I've, I've realised. So there's Cassie as well. She's best. Her, her introduction line was Hi, I'm Cassie and I'm best known as the stage five clinger, <laughs> clinger from Nick's season. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so, she's proud of the fact that she's a stalking, <laughs> crazy nutbag. So here's our panel. Scott Cummings, Colman medalist, uh, Dane Swan, Brownlow medalist, and... Cassie, the stage five clinger from Nick Cummings' season of The Bachelor. Uh, Paddy, he walked in wearing his jammies. I thought, that's it, you're out of here. Richie, he's in... Uh, uh, Richie, his quote is, the end of our relationship was pretty grubby. I don't know if Australia is ready for the grubby details. Well, 1.8 million people were just transfixed to the grubbiest show ever, Richie, to put on, be put on television. So I think they're ready, dickhead. So my review is one star. Um, and, How to uh, get one star? Just because it was made the tally and someone's getting paid. Uh, mm. I, I realised that two chicks who were hyphens, they got the ass. So hyphens. <laughs> What's yeah. a hyphen? Oh, yeah, hyphen names? David Reese jones oh. Oh, Hang on, don't put him in that category. I'm just saying a, a hyphen. Yeah, I'm just saying a hyphen. Right, it's episode two. I'll go real quick here. Uh, Paddy confirms his status as a complete flog. Uh, <laughs> he's just a dickhead. A real flog. Uh, James or something like that is carrying on about how he's been cheated on before and it's hard to watch again. <laughs> he known this chick for two days and they went on, they, went, they spoke and then she's talking to another bloke. So he's been cheated on again. Uh, Shannon, who looked like uh, she was in her bathrobe all day, had to sit down because picking someone was just too much. It got too much for her, and she <laughs> collapsed at the rose ceremony. It got too much. But then it wasn't, and she picked Connor. So it was all right. She got back up, and Connor got the rose. Uh, uh, Alex was going to give her rose to Brooke, and then Brooke was going to give her rose to Alex. Yeah, Alex, the chick Alex, mm. and Brooke. Um, uh, no, she gave it to Phil, who's a dead set pickle as well. But anyway, <laughs> then Brooke said, "Stuff you, Alex. I'm picking American Alex." And just like that, the only thing worth watching the show for was over. <laughs> yeah, the two girls are it's quite exciting. Uh, the anyone, end of that one. Is there anyone that's not a Dylan? Yeah. Radio silence. There's there's no one that springs to mind no. that you can't sit there and pick holes in. But the the most delusional thing that you'll hear these Muppets say is. You probably remember me from so-and-so season of The Bachelor. Uh, no. <laughs> no, we don't remember you. You're a nobody, and there's a reason you can't find anyone to put up with you for more than a week, you dead set fuckwit. I've got review a, over. Review over. Well done. And that's a very gutsy of you. And I'm not watching anymore. So who's going to win? No, I think there's like three. I think they all. There's, well, well, who's who, who, people get together and well, come on, put it put it on the line. Who do you think's going to win? But there's no one winner. No like one the winner. couples can walk away. Like, I think there's three or four people who can walk away together and be couples. Like a polygamous relationship. No, no, not together. Well, four of them together. Oh, okay. I'm talking like you know, 
You and her and her oh, and him okay. and her or her and her oh. and him and him. It's none. So you've you've put yourself out there for the show. You have too. Can oh, I, I mate, so put myself out. Can there, I put yeah. up just a, a a mixed list nomination? You can tell me if it's true. Mixed or list. What yep. do you think of Pushy Parents? Um, oh. Well, I'm not massive fans. What you no. pushing in what way? Just just making their their kids sort of overdo it. Oh. too young, too early. Oh, screaming at the kids and yeah, just just from an athletic point of view. I mean, was. Billy, much of a pushy parent was he like? No, really? not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll just, I'll just play you, play you one. It's me son doing a beep test on Good Friday. Betty can hear John. And uh, did you hear that half? It's a natural. Just me boy, just me boy doing beep test. Don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry, it's some dumb people. That's fine. I know. Yep. Cash, that's Cash Kinnear doing the beeping. It's a couple of dodgy bits there. Is it 20 metres? Yeah. Yeah. Just... Close. Beep. Here it comes. Beep, beep, beep. No. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a long day, this one. <laughs> Here it comes. Let me just say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> I need a, safe to say, Shwani, I need an interlock for my phone. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 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 His son just did a voluntary beep test. And How'd he go? What did he run? Shine. Well, um, I think he got me. Did he? <laughs> he got my best. He just does it for fun. Well, he's not did your, you trade he, for fun much? The milk, the post he come around often? Yeah. Uh, no. No. no, there is some doubt. The milk there, like yeah. my, my son is all all my wife. Yeah. He's all my wife. He's yeah. skinny little man. He's tall, good-looking rooster, and fit. Like mm. knows he's fit. Her family's you know, marathon runners and fit people. My poor daughter, she's every bit of me. <laughs> she's all me. She, she's not going to be a model, um, <laughs> and if she is. It's probably going to be plus size, but um, she until they brought in AFLW, I wasn't sure what she was going to do with her life, but. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not sure about Hales. There might might be some sort of test done. But that's what he did. That's right. He just wanted to do a voluntary beep test. So he did a voluntary. You weren't pushing him? No. <laughs> now, now, talk us through the Uber driver on the way home, though. Uber driver. It's only after eight hours of lunch, right, with the, with Benny Kinnear and his beautiful wife, Megan. It was a fairly solid session, as you'd imagine. Get in the Uber. And I understand. I don't have an Uber account. It's my wife's Uber account. So I understand ratings, and it's important to have you keep your rating high. You and when you get in and uh, jump in, I say, go, mate, how are you? Good to see you. What's your name? He goes, oh, my name's Love Deep. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Love Deep. Mm. Well, fuck me from <laughs> North Ringwood to home. 35-minute ride. Uh, I took every bit of my power, mate, not to destroy the wife's 4.7 <laughs> rating. 4.7, uh, I just looked them on, 4.61. Apparently that's not good. Is it not? But it's out of five. I thought it was oh. good, but some were saying 4.6, 4.7, no good. It's like 90% at school. She's lucky. That. Oh, all day, every day. But um, they've loved deep. But someone was tweeting me about that, and it's actually yeah. a really good name. Apparently right. an Indian Sikh, Sikh and uh, Hindu, Hindu I, I circles. Did, I did like someone's response saying it. I hope he hasn't got your surname too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of other suggestions. There was a bloke in that. There was a, one guy message back and he was in a cab in, um, in Adelaide and the bloke's name was Ramdam Deep. <laughs> um, a not, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, before, so no, we got through all that. That's good, man. And loved it. Was a great driver and a lovely man. Yeah, we just need to backtrack, Swanee. Now you've had a chance to regroup. So talk us through the wedding and the wedding oh, rules like, and everything. Yeah. Um, yes, and the wedding was good. I think um, you know, I've prob- probably done the. You know, I so said I'm a pretty selfless kind of guy, and I don't like to toot my own horn every now and then. No, and, you don't. Um, you know, you know, a lot of people do. You know, charity work and deeds, and they like to remain anonymous. Yep. But. <laughs> Not this time. Um, but what'd you do? Well, I probably, I think, I've, I think, I've done the greatest deed a man can do without being acknowledged for it. Which is well, so I think, mm. um, and I, I think I might even have to put um, something in a mix list: communal toilets. Oh, oh no, oh no, we've um, had this discussion. Yeah. Back here again. Oh, no. We've well, had this discussion. Um, this is real blokey. Well, because so yeah, obviously you. you're in a line. We're at a, at a bar, <laughs> bar, restaurant sort of thing in Bali, and um, you know, there's for starters, there was about three or four cubicles or something. So yeah. there, was, there wasn't many, and people were going in and out. And I followed a, 
Um, what is that? I find a, a pretty reasonably solid man. In the Largest so set was, man. So I was, I was waiting, and then um, don't look at me. I wasn't in Bali. And then he cut. So he come out. He come out of the toilet, and I went in. And behind me was a was a young lady. Or was yeah. a lady. And um, yeah, I walked into the toilet, and um, oh, no. I was shocked to see what was sitting on the toilet bowl. Uh. So the young man had an had an of um he didn't he didn't get the toilet brush yet. Let's just say that. Yeah, he so, might have been a bit sick in the tummy. Yeah, so I, I was faced with a yeah. dilemma. Uh. Um, do I leave it there? Because I was just having a number ones. Yeah. So do I leave it there and then? Well, you the, can't. Well, the young lady comes out. Yeah, and says, oh, don't and she thinks pig. exactly. Or yeah, yeah. Do I, <laughs> Ralphie, get your head from under the table, Ralph. <laughs> or Ralph, this is a, this is a, this is an absolute <laughs> bloke. Blokes go through this dilemma Mate, all the time. Exactly. Or do I do the manly thing oh, yeah. um, and and pay it off for her? <laughs> so This is the same as if you walk into you know aeroplane toilet again and there's pee all exactly, over the seat. Exactly. Because you, 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 you you're, the... you're not sitting down on it. And then because you, yeah. you give it a walk. You have to because the people behind you go, oh, I want a pig. It's not your mess, but you clean up someone else's. And then, so it's, it's a major dilemma. This Ralph, get your head down from <laughs> yeah, under the table. Exactly. And, and, and appreciate the fact that you're on this podcast with us and your name goes down with it too. Exactly. We'll talk footy at some stage, mate. Yeah. We're talking about Anzac Day soon, but we're talking about a, a serious community service here. I need to get this across for all the for all blokes the, out, the Ralphie. There's blokes all, out there going yes, and all, yes. all the women who communal toilets who, who come to a nice clean toilet bowl after you know, Swanee. It, it doesn't come from it doesn't just yeah. you know it doesn't come from nowhere. So yeah, and then I was in the conundrum. Do I? So I, I did the job for her and and, um, and cleaned it off rank, with my urine, and rank, then rank. Um, and so as I walked out. Do I say listen? Do I You're give, welcome. Do I give it a heads up and say, listen, there was there, that toilet bowl was well, around. That's what I mean. So yeah. I think that is one of the greatest deeds a man can do without being acknowledged for it. So yeah. I'd just like to throw that out there for any for the all, four women that listen to this. Yeah. Um, if you go to <laughs> now, now two, yeah, <laughs> if you four have just left, there. if you go into a communal toilet, that's what I do. So that's um, your review of your sister's wedding, is it? Yeah. Well, no, it's just it's just one of the one of the. Just one of the selfless things that come to mind. Um, I was just trying to, just trying to, um, just Sorry. trying to tell people what I'm with you, mate. I actually, I appreciate um, what you've done there, mate. I mean, uh, listen, it's a, it's a thankless job. It really is a thankless job. The word hero gets bandied around a lot these days. Not all we were heroes. Listen, we it'd, it'd, sit, it'd sit really comfortably with me if you called me on. Um, well, that girl, she has no idea, exactly. no idea, just what on. you've, you, exactly. what you've saved her from seeing. And I actually loitered around the toilet for that extra thirty seconds, just for the scent, just to dissipate a little bit more for her. Oh, so I took another one for the team. Sure, listen, oh. I've done radio with Ralph for a number of years. I've done a lot of work with Ralph over the times. When he's praying to us, mm. <laughs> Jewish, um, when he's praying to us, it's time to move on. Please, can we move yeah. on? Well, All right, what do you want to talk about? I'm Ralph? expecting to be canonised. But... <laughs> Ralphie was to blow you out of one pretty soon. No, but, but just quickly, the wedding was great. Um, the recovery. Congratulations. Yeah, no, the wedding was really good. Really fun night. Um, and then we backed it up with the recovery the next day to, at a pool. Did a, Taylor not swing, sing horses? Is that what you put on? on yeah, no, she, no, she doesn't like it. And her brother. American. It's weird. Her brother um, has obviously first time in the country, first time out of his country. And like <coughs> he'd never heard the song "Horses." First time out of America, and that's American. An eighty-five drunk Australian singing horses. <laughs> oh Jesus! He got out of oh, there pretty quick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, Johnny um, Farnham it was all happening. Just before we uh, wrap that up, a lot of things happened. There's two things that generally happen for blo- blo- single blokes at uh, at a wedding. Um, they either try and knock off a bridesmaid, or, <laughs> <laughs> or or they propose. To their yeah. partner, you didn't get the urge, Swanee. You didn't get the love. Just didn't just nah. come across you, and you get down on one knee for Taylor. Well, Taylor and her brother and that got cooked that night, so I was going. I wasn't getting down anywhere near that on one knee. You're right. No, so thanks. Still, still, I'm still, 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 still unengaged. Still deciding, yeah. Still deciding. She's still on her pee plates. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I don't think she's proved herself. Mm. It's only been about fifteen years. So, did you have the mixed list? Did you have a nomination or not? Um, no, no. Uh, what about the G Train list? Because the new yeah, the G Train Award. The G list is the uh, is the list for just outstanding individuals that uh, um, have proven themselves, like Swanee, 
<laughs> in this in his recent conundrum. Don't don't look for publicity and uh, don't want publicity. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, they don't. Do it. They just get it done, and you just want to have a beer with them. You yeah. put so me on what, that list for all the shit I've just talked about? Yeah, I'm going to put you on G's list, yeah. right? So this is the list named after Fraser Gear because he's the epitome of that. Yeah. How did he go with his um, article in the paper the other day? Uh, well, I'm not. I'm, before we get going, I'd like, I'd like actually like to congratulate you for actually yeah. doing something positive with us and getting yeah. out, getting our podcast out there in the paper. In the paper? Um, How did that make the paper? I really don't know. Ralphie, when are you going? When are you going to give us anything? Well. When you leave us for Crawford Hurdy, when they come yeah. back after the bike. Yeah, and there'll be, you know what it'll be? It'll be in Scotty Gunn's whisper and the Herald Sun there saying, tension in podcast yeah. circles. One where, of the lowest podcasts yeah, of all time, their yeah. host is leaving. And co-host has left. Can I just say? Other more uh, uh, fancied. If, if ever my commitment was shaken, it was five minutes ago. <laughs> do right now. Do you, I can see Hurdy. I can see Hurdy going in and saying, oh, morning, Shane, and uh, morning, Ralph. I'll tell you what I did yesterday. <laughs> Went to the tour. Right <laughs> before, <laughs> right before we left the mess. What would what would the first topic off the first topic off the top be in Crawford Hurdy? Say if you were doing it today. Oh, something to do with footy. Yeah, like give me an example. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so anyway, no, I'm putting I'm putting so, uh, the first nomination uh, to go on G's yes. list is Luke Hodge. Luke Hodge, who tweeted, yeah. "What an absolute <laughs> knob." You think it was a paid gig? Media want player access. The club asked me to do it, so did I, and that was to Damien Barrett, who suggested that Luke Hodge was <laughs> talking to a boundary reporter, uh, Abby Cash, I think it was, yeah. because it was Almost. part of his Channel Almost. Seven yeah. deal. Yeah. And did you see it at the time, uh, Swanny? Uh, I know you were on, on reconnaissance. <laughs> it was during um, the Collingwood did you see game. It while you were, lo- or you were too busy of, looking at your own photo yeah, next yeah, to the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I was in the toilet at that stage. So, so just helping out womankind. Luke was on the bench, <laughs> getting a massage. Having some pickle juice and just, just a couple uh, of massages in Bali too, a bit different than the ones in the footy. And he was just expectorating the uh, pickle juice, <laughs> speaking of which, and then got the ha- got the <laughs> microphone right next to him. Luke, how do you think it's going? <laughs> he could hardly talk. Yeah. Him. So so it got a bit of a reaction. Yeah. And uh, Damien's uh, does he have a contract with Seven? He, he does. Well, small man. Probably. Is. That wasn't it's a paid gig. No, no, no. Uh, Hodgie came on and said, what an absolute knob to Damo. Which Damo can handle. He's pretty thick-skinned, yeah, Damo. Yeah. Um, one of the few journos who's fairly thick-skinned. Yes. Most journos who mm-hmm. pile like out most out? of the shit yes. are very, very sensitive and precious when it comes back at them. Right? There's a lot of them. And they know who they are, and they're always the ones going, oh, journos are so precious. Yes. Um, but Damo's not like that. Damo's a good bloke. But <laughs> Luke Hodge, for calling out Thank a you. journo. Yeah. Uh, and say, what absolute knobby thinks it's a paid gig. The club asked me to do it, so I did it. i tell you what, though. Mind you, mate, if Channel, when I was playing, if Channel 7 asked me to do like, a paid gig while playing, I would have done it when I was walking in for goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to put this one out to the right. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to drive and go out of town. I would have done it at stoppages. Just going to keep right. my head down. Yeah, gonna... Watch me give this one in the guts and then get away from yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's a little saying that Ralphie taught me once, Swanny, and uh, I love it. It's a beauty. But it's the problem with footballers. Who get in fights with media, yeah. um, and because, like people like find it sooner or later a player snaps and just says you're an idiot, Juno, you're an idiot, Juno, yeah. blah blah blah, and they and they fight with them. But Ralphie and I, I did this once, and Ralphie grabbed me and said, "Now listen, brother, there's a little saying that you need to learn: uh, fighting with the media is like wrestling a pig in shit. You're both going to end up with shit all over you, but the pig loves it." <laughs> <laughs> So the Juno just loves it, mate. The Juno loves it. They're getting attention. How much yeah. How much yeah. mileage has Damien got? Ah, oh, It's been the great result for him. Yeah, and I'm not in any way calling Damo a pig. No, no. no. Um, like but, Damo. so Good I want to nominate. I think, but I think we'll go just off the target. Righto. And you just want to nominate this one. I'm nominated for the G list. Mm. 
Uh, social a country buddy. football captain and a rural oh, vet yes. saved both his team and a beloved family dog in the space of just two hours. Yeah, listen to this one. Yeah. John Anstey was playing for Daniloquin Rams. Who was it? John Anstey yep. for Daniloquin Rams in New South Riverina against arch rivals Finlay on Good Friday when a runner hustled on the field. I thought I was getting dragged, but it turned out a dog had been bitten by a snake. Uh, Dr. Ansey doing his monthly weekend on call for Daniloquin Veterinary Clinic and raced back to the clinic during the second quarter, gave the dog some anti-venom, came back and helped win the, his team win the game. Yeah, well, That's very G-train yeah, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, what's his name? That's, it that's absolutely. What's his name? Dr. Antry. John Antry. Anstey. Anstey, rather. Dr. John Ansey. So playing the game yep. and then comes off, goes and saves a dog, yeah, which he, is just the noblest of things exactly. he to do. Have, he wouldn't have done it for a cat, there's no doubt. <laughs> But it's, you know, cats been bitten by a snake. Yeah, well, we're down by four points. Yeah, I need, hold yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah. A yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah beauty. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go up them. Yeah. Hey, you you had to, had a had a, a, a an animal activist vegan have a crack at you, didn't you? Um, about about yeah. not putting a crocodile. <laughs> what is it? A lion no, no. on a spit? Uh, the buzzard who who listens to our podcast. I'm, I'm just. I haven't quite got my head around you, buzzard. All right, if you're listening, then I'm not sure if you. Really having a crack at me, or we're just having a bit of uh, taking the piss in the moment. But um, I've never come closer to getting in a blue on Twitter, on Twitter before because I just don't do it. But the buzzard. Um, uh, do you know the, this person, or just no, this no, other no. Handle? So there's another hand. That's his. That's handle. his handle, the buzzard. Yeah. And another uh, bloke who who follows us is called at Sporting Photos. Yep. He tweeted us one with a dilemma that uh, um, I've just found out that my wife has invited her vegan cousin to my 40th birthday celebrations. The only question I have now is, what animal do I have rotating on a spit for six hours? The buzzard replied with, how about a lion? Why don't you go and kill a lion with your bare hands, tough guy, and see how that goes? So I just replied to buzzard, said, a lion? Who the fuck eats lions, mate? We don't eat lions. Good luck fucking getting that's one just, down too. That's stupid. You go a long way for that. Exactly. So I just then suggested, harmless, defensive I said, that's creatures. a silly sort of message to try and get across there, buzzard. Um, so sporting photos, I suggested a pig, but make sure it goes for seven hours so you really get the skin mm-hmm. crackly. Absolutely. So anyway, that, well, I don't think they had a go. I think it was just a bit of a conversation. A bit of jocular conversation. Well, well, I think so. I haven't quite got my head around him this year. Yeah, I'd lion. like to think. Would you eat lion? No. Oh, you wouldn't? Lions are majestic. Magnificent. Yeah. Well, dogs are majestic as well. I don't eat them either. You? I've just been in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know? Do you think, right? How many times have you been in Bali? But including as a kid with parents, probably 15, 20. Yeah, uh, around the same issue. Yeah. Uh, do you think at some stage you have? Oh, probably. <laughs> anyway, but no, I'm not eating a lion. I despise trophy hunting with a yeah, passion. Yeah. Uh, they're always, always great cowards. when you see those things on Twitter saying, like, you know, rhino malls, poacher or something. Oh, like that. Yes. How good was that? A, a, bloke, got, a bloke got um, – a poacher got – Trampled by a rhino yeah, and then fantastic. eaten by a, a, a pride of lions. <laughs> yeah. It was the greatest bit of karma you know, of all time. So I'm all for all Film that, David Attenborough. Yes. There's only like 2,000 rhinos in the wild left or something. Yeah, see, that's incredible. bullshit. Kevin Peterson did a lot of good yeah. stuff with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, but we're yeah, here, so yeah. we're here thanks to the Sheen oh. Panel Service. Hopefully still. We are. <laughs> 1-300 repair. Now, we want to thank our people who on Instagram started following Sheen as a way of thanking us. So Sheen got behind us and yep. get behind Sheen, people who support us via their Instagram, Facebook, you can follow them. But of course, if things go wrong and you are an accident, you ring one three hundred repair. Sheen's a family-owned business. They'll take care of it all. They'll it's take it. care of everything. They'll take care of your insurance company. They'll take care of your car. They'll give you a, a loan car as well to go. It, it's, 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 it's repairs for 101. 101 repairs, basically, is what it is, because it, folks like me, I wouldn't know. Too 26 hard. panel shops around Victoria, and we've been getting people buying our shit stubby holders from like Canada and Singapore yeah. and Ireland. If you have a crash, bring your car over. Yeah, put it on the ship. Yep. And That's it. Uh, bring it to Shane. So uh, we'd like to thank them. 500 uh, cars you can pick from in there, or you know, replacement vehicles. Uh, full range utes, vans, SUVs, sedans, and hatches. So thanks very much to Sheen, and they celebrate their 50th birthday in November. And we're doing something, Scotty, because Dane's yeah. away. I'm, oh. I'm, but That's what I am doing for the show. Sponsoring uh, yeah, exactly. Each Street Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. But you're away at the time now. Yeah, good on you. So uh, the word on we've been mates for over fifteen years. Yeah. If someone says describe Scotty in one word, I wouldn't normally say humble. It wouldn't be the first word that comes. What do you mean? But if I say that's just bullshit, Ralph. Mm. I mean the amount of things that I've done compared to you, and uh, and one yeah, over my lifetime 
have been phenomenal, but I'm still humble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even think of it. I haven't won enough things to start rambling them off. So anyway, yeah, what? Why? What we do? Why, why are we talking about this? And but if I say your approach to Anzac Day, you are humble that you've been lucky enough to be out there Absolutely. for two different sides, yeah. including the first game. So what's yeah. what's your approach? No, not, the, and the, not the first one. You uh, were the second one. I think it was. So you missed '95, the draw. The draw. Yeah. Right. Um, How come you missed that? I think I played in '96. I think it was. Yeah. Um, well, I just didn't get picked. Yep. Uh, that was quite a common occurrence for me, isn't it? <laughs> just, just didn't get picked. Uh, but um, no, no, I, and it's funny, um, I, I don't really remember um, my my first Anzac Day game with Essendon as much as I remember my second one, just because I think it was still finding its way in, in 96 when I played. Um, it was the second Anzac Day game. It was still figuring out where it, you know, how to handle it properly, how to do it respectfully. Uh, how much you, you know, em- emphasis you put on the game, and compared to the actual the reason we we're actually able to play the game, um, so I don't know, and I so I didn't know exactly um, how well I played or what, anything like that, or if, how badly I played. But so I had to look at some stats and just four, Sonny, just kick four, yeah, uh, yeah, just four. Um, just another time I googled myself. <laughs> you do that, don't you? You, you oh, guys Google yourself? Fuck, no. not, not anymore. No. <laughs> 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 yep, no, fair enough. Yep. Well, no, that good stuff pops up first, doesn't oh, yeah, it? Never. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, no, but then, so I don't, and, it, and that's not a disrespect no. to Western at all whatsoever, but it was just that I was only you know, 21 or something and just figuring out what it was all about and um, just, I was just trying to play footy. So, but the 2002 one, um, by then it had really escalated into an event, an event into our our way of being able to say thank you um, to the real heroes of the world. Um, and Mick was such a big historian and, um, yep. and a, a student of, of Anzac culture, history, and um, he really pushed that into the playing group as well. And the players adopted it beautifully. So by 2002, and I remember 2002, it was um, when Mick said to me, um, now, uh, big fella, I've got a job for you to do. Don't worry, you spoke no, about you, you have spoken about this, but I, I we actually just uh, just tell us more about the build up before I yeah. I'll ask a, a Facebook question. So, yeah, the, well, the build up, you know, and the, and the dawn service, and um, there was, you know, the players were organised special dawn services because they didn't need them getting up at four a.m. on the on game day. So, the, but the players were immersed into it. Swanee, and you can. You know, you had more of them at, at Collingwood than I did, and it was just a, an amazing build-up. But I think it was it was absolutely humbling. It was you, you sort of sat there and it put put football into perspective, and put your life into perspective as well a bit because you can actually sit there and go, "We are so blessed to be able to play this game." Because um, you know, if, if the people before us didn't put their life on the line, didn't sacrifice everything that they had, and we're talking blokes who lied about their age to get to go and serve their country. Imagine a seventeen-year-old now going, "Yeah, let me at them. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get uh, off. I'll get off Fortnite." And when, I, when I was seventeen, I was lying about my age getting in nightclubs. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. So you know, our world could be, our life could, well, not exist or be completely different. So it was um, amazing, and I think by far it is the biggest and most important day of our calendar by a stretch of Flemington Strait. Swanee, through your career, obviously became an event by the time you started. Uh, before we talk about on-field, what, what actually was the build-up like and, and behind the scenes, both with mm. uh, Mick and Nathan, given your career is probably half of each? Yeah, um, yeah very similar to what Camo said. It's a, it's a massive build-up. It's the one day of the year you want to play well on. Um, you know, it depends on what day of the week. It's usually a short break, so um, you know, it comes around really quickly. But there's always you know a guest speaker, the young... When Mick, I don't know if it's still the same now, but all the young blokes, first years have to go to the dawn service, uh, to, and they have like guest speakers in. You know, the whole club will have, you know, that's the boys not playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. yeah. Um, or and then you know, the day before the game, they'll have a someone you know to do with, um, you know, the Anzacs down there and um, back in the day to, to tell a story or to, you know, to read out letters. I remember Mick one day before the game wrote read out. A couple of letters from eighteen-year-olds um, from over there, um, writing, reading, writing to their mums, like talking about you know if I don't make it back and like mm. 
the Lockwood Funeral joint was in tears, and then um, you know you you know you run through the wall to get out there. So um, it's in, like I said, it's an incredible, incredible week. Um, it's you know you don't try and you don't try and um, build it up too much early in the week because you can get overhyped, and you know you want to relax. Um, I guess it's probably more f- if you've played in a few of them, you sort of know how to handle it, but. Um, you know the young kids can get pretty excited, which so they should because it's the it's the best day on the year yep. of the year. I think um, you know I've said it before. I think you know you're playing finals. You know they're more important because the whole goal is to win a premiership. So they're you're playing for your team there. Um, I think Anzac Day you're probably playing for Morley team, you're playing for the country and the Anzacs, the people who fought for this country to make it the incredible places today. So um, yeah, finals you're probably playing for your club. And trying to win, you are obviously playing for your club yourself. Where um, there's a little bit more on Anzac Day, you're playing not just for your club. You're playing for playing for Essendon. You're playing for you're representing the AFL. You're representing Australia. I um, mean, you're representing everyone who who fought for us to to make this country what it is. So it's an incredible, incredible day. And um, you know, I don't I don't miss footy at all. But you know, I'll be there tomorrow. And it's the one day of the year where you think, you know, when the last post is going, I think, fuck, oh, mate, that, it'd be that, nice um, to be out there. That um, the minute silence, which you know, in the past there was early days. There was always some tool to yell out something mm. during it. Good luck doing that now. <laughs> do that now, and you'll get absolutely you know, your head caved in. Yeah. Um, now it is absolute silence. All you hear is the is the rope on the flagpole, um, and the last post is just amazing, and it is the most spine-tingling atmosphere you can have. And I, and I put, I take my hat off to Essendon supporters and Collingwood supporters and football supporters in general because they all want to go now yeah. <laughs> um, for making it the game that it is as well and um, for you know, regularly having 95,000 in there. I want, I want to see 100,000 there um, and all being there for the right reasons too. Uh, I love the joint banner thing because, as you said there, Swanee, it's not about club. It's not about, It's about bigger things than that. And it's just a way of saying thank you. And you want to represent, you want to play and represent the Anzacs and our, our troops, both past and present, in a way that half makes them proud. And it's impossible to do that in a game of football, mm. but you want to do the best. That's that's how, I guess, footballers can do it. You know? And it's just, it is the, the greatest day. And I can't wait. This is not taking away from the respect at all. I'm just asking you as players who have been out there. But so... Originally with grand finals, it was all make the streamers everywhere and make the rooms yeah. as noisy as possible. And then Lee Matthews changed it all. He said, no, just make it a game and don't overhype yeah. yourself. You use the word overhype. How do you control your emotions that way, Swanee, knowing that it is just a game when it starts, but it's a game you want to do your best well, you, at? You're probably asking the wrong guy. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, 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 <laughs> no, I think you are, because I don't think I've ever seen him overhyped. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I always was relaxed going in every game. Um, it didn't, no, it was, but you said the Anzac story <coughs> got to you. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, with the, when you, um, like, day before, if you get, like, a, an Anzac in or, you know, an old digger or something yeah. like that, you know, you can get a bit emotional there, but, you know, come two hours before the game, you just, you know, you treat it as, you try and treat it as another normal game. You know, what you say is usually to the young fellas, you get out there and say, all right, especially in a final, grand final, you know, have a look around, Soak it up in the or they don't do warmth now, do they anymore? Some so soak it it's up. All different now. Yeah, yeah, have have a look, have a look around, enjoy, look up in your crowd, look up in the crowd. You know, do what you got to do to get it all and soak it all in. Because when when we go back in, you now we mean business, and when we come back out, you know, that's when it's on. So enjoy it now. Have a look around. Look, you know, look your friends in the crowd or do whatever you got to do and have a smile on your face once we. Come back out here, boys. We're, we're on. So. But same but different with the Anzac service. As Scotty said, you know, you're standing there to do attention. And, and I'm yeah. talking about you're, you're about to play. So that's not what you normally do. No. So how, how do you make it different? Um, or cope, well, with, cope with the differences, I should ask. Well, it, it was never really different for me. It was just something you had to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I loved, we loved sitting there and, and, well, we had the best view um, <laughs> on the ground. So we're right there in front of it all. So um, you just soaked it up. I, um, I didn't get too overhyped. I just sat there and just... Um, soaked it in and, and enjoyed it for what it was. I wasn't thinking I'm going to go and kill someone today, or you know, I just enjoyed it for what it was and try to embrace ref- it. Try to reflect a little bit um, and, and reflect on um, what happened for our country, what happened um, you know, 200 years ago, whenever it was. And um, you know, as soon as that roar goes, when it, mm. that's when you get a little oh. bit excited. Tell you when the uh, you know, the anthems played. And um, the, the national anthem's played, and then that roar just takes over yeah. the MCG. It, it's, 
if the hairs aren't standing on the back of your neck, then you're dead inside. There's and it is a big, it's a bigger but, roar than the grand final. Because, oh, because everyone who's there cares yeah. about the result. Everyone That's who's awesome. there cares. That and the but preliminary final night of the, the players, players just have to um, actually get out there and be so grateful that they play for Essendon or they play for Collingwood mm, and they have this opportunity to yeah. play in, in this game and just actually smile about it and go, jeez, I'm lucky, yeah. and then go out and, and do your thing. It is uh, the greatest day. And I, and I hope that it, all, all supporters get there early enough as well to, to make sure that they are standing and thanking um, re- return servicemen who are uh, doing the lap of honour and um, – um, and pay the respects, and if you make sure you go get your badge, and if you see uh, you know someone with badges, just um, you know return, return soldier, retired soldier, just go and say thanks. Pat them on the back and say thank you. That's all they want, and because they go through an enormous amount of pain mm-hmm. when they come back from service, uh, they're all you know there's a lot of um, post traumatic stress, post traumatic stress disorder. There's a lot of mental health issues uh, for what they've done for us. So just go and say thank you. Hey, so on the on the field, what's your favourite memory coming from behind against the Bombers? Was it when you two thousand fourteen? That's where I usually come from. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. Uh, what? Um, Forty to four. Greg uh, uh, Easter's coming. Must <laughs> be excited about that. Uh, my favourite mo- memory. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. When you won your second Sick. Norm Smith. No, I haven't won any Norm Smith. No, um, Anzac done. Anzac, the Anzac. other opinion based medal. Um, yeah. It's weird. It's, it's, this is a fun week for me because I don't know if you've ever seen me play, but I was. I, a couple I, of times? Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't very. I had no tricks. I wasn't. You know, I had never, never had any highlights, but probably my three highlights of this are from Anzac Day. So. Um, they get replayed all the time, so it's, it's the, my favourite week. Is, See, yeah, what about exactly. the rub on the tummy one? Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. the left foot goal? The, and the, the goal on Fatso. The goal in the Buddy Franklin pocket. Yeah, the Dane Swan pocket. Dane Swan pocket. Buddy kicked one from the Swanee pocket. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah that, a, that that one was probably my favourite because I was the first three weeks I'd been going shit house, um, and I was getting hammered in the media, um, and they didn't really know how what was wrong with me, but to come out there and kick. I think I had four and I had twenty six. So I was um good. And I obviously kicked that left foot goal and I kicked mm. a couple others. Kicked three others. So that was a um, yeah, that, that was a pretty fun day. All right, yeah. from our Facebook uh, page, please like us. Hump day with Scotty and Swanee. <laughs> from Grant Capacy, did Swanee ever turn up to Anzac Day game under the weather, or did he save it for after? You yeah. would have been knackered on the quick back up for Anzac uh, Day. If I wasn't, if I wasn't playing, I because it was a public holiday in Melbourne, so it goes off the night before. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but not while I was playing. No, we should put on. I, uh, sorry, I was. Um, I nearly had to play when I had a big night. Not it wasn't Anzac Day. It was another day. Um, Standby. Like we'd been out all night. Cause, you know, emergency's very, very. I don't think I was like the third emergency in line or something like that. So I'd been out the night before. You're stiff. You'd be stiff to play. But yeah, the night before, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't go in. Oh, I was late. Oh, I was like, they're not going to bother me. Um, and they they're rang. Not going to bother me with a game of football. Yeah, well, because I was emergency, so I was like, yeah. I, was, I was not going to turn up. Like, like I, was, I was like, my third year or something. I was like, fuck, they're not going to miss me. They'll say I sat up in the stands, and they rang me. Go, mate, where are you? You're going to have to warm up. Well, and I'm, I've been home at like five in the morning. <laughs> I was like, fuck, you got your stuff. Well, man, I flew in. I flew into the G, um, come down, and obviously I didn't have to play. But it was the nervous. Close. Well, it was a nervous couple of moments. Was it to the point where they actually had a look at you and went, probably? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Who's the other emergencies? Yeah. Um. But, but yeah. But no, under the weather. To only when I wasn't playing. From Corey Finger, Scotty and Swanee love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Question for both of you: Have you ever thought about doing the Kakoda track? Go done guys. it. You've done uh, it. Done it. Yes, what you? Um, and uh, one of the greatest things I've ever achieved and one of the most important things I think I've ever done. When did you do that? 2012 or 13. Yep. And did it with Andrew Cracker. Cracks came with us. Yep. And um, it was 24 of us for the, for the Luke Adams Foundation. And it was, uh, I re- highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. And as soon as my uh, son is old enough to be able to physically do it, he'll be doing beep oh, tests. Oh, mate, beep tests already. And if, he, if he's old enough to physically and mentally be able to do it, um, if, hopefully I'm still physically capable. I'll take him there to do it. So I think it's the most important thing for any young person. Yeah, no, to it's, do. Not for, it's not for me. <clears throat> From Luke Bayes, is Swanee flying cattle or business considering recent events? Um, I flew. Um, How did you fly home? I flew Garuda Exit Road. Um, on the way home, there was no. I wanted because I was feeling. 
Oaks, those feeling shit. I saw Chard, there was no business class seats available. Um, oh. Fine business to Vegas, so. Hello. <laughs> From Dean Thomas, ask Scotty, what were his stats in the final Anzac game, Collingwood v Essendon? P.S., I've looked it up. I've looked it up. <laughs> stats don't lie. Piss off, mate. What did you have? One. <laughs> was it a good one? It was the time where... Was that when, Mick, the, when you when Ralphie says, how do you control the emotions? When you come in flying and the coach says, I want you to beat the decoy today. <laughs> um, that's how your emotions get controlled. I had a handball. Mick didn't think I had that. And I told him in the post-match meeting that I did have a handball. He looked at the stats and he said, oh, you did. When was that? Saints, and I said, the third quarter. He said, where'd it go? I said, went out of bounds. Saints, so they had... Um, a piss off, Dean. Sheeds and Mick had their best Anzac Day saves. Did you make that? Oh, surely. You would have to, wouldn't you? Well, it's a day of sacrifice. Exactly. I sacrificed myself that day. Exactly. <laughs> and we won. I took Dustin Fletcher as far away from the ball as I could. Yep. Special decoy forward position. Yeah. Uh, from Billy Brown, would you rather have a penis-sized nipple or a nipple-sized... I've really got to read these oh, properly. A penis-sized nipple or a nipple-sized penis? From... Or a penis-sized nipple. Jeff Wittorski. No, would be no good. From, from Jeff Wittorski. Did Swatty miss Bachelor in Paradise when he was in Bali? Um, yeah, I did miss it, actually. From um, Linda Riley. What's been the biggest debacle this week, Swanee? Well, I think, oh, I, I, think I went through that. Yeah, I think I went through it at the start. Yeah. From Mick Mickelson, uh, Swanee playing any games at Westie? Where's Westie? West Meadows. Um, West, well, West Meadows. the thing the thing is, I'm actually the AFL's insurance won't let me ever um, again. Well, yeah. So right, from your life threatening, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'd like to play a game or two, but I think I think the AFL's insurance thinks that I would like would be like slutting myself around, and getting like ten, fifteen grand a game, and, and not you know throwing it in their face. So I got to pay fifteen a game. But, is that much, is that could you, much you could would you, judge? You'd judge 10 grand? Well, I'm not... I'm, 15. Well, if I was allowed, I will... Could you imagine anyone doing that around the traps? No way. Um, <laughs> but I would, like to, I would like, to play, I'd like to play a game, but um, I, I did it for free last year, but... Yeah, that's your um, old club. Like I said, if I can go pull the boots off the Bali geckos or something like that, get myself yeah, over there. Yeah, From Dan Stewart, the biggest game Swanee played hungover. Oh. Well, you um, nearly did. I've got this reputation. Yeah. Oh, well, imagine if I wasn't hungover, how good I'd be. It's your biggest recovery. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Never never did it in the game, which is different. Um, so I'm just uh, getting to our Instagram. Please like us on Instagram as well. No. Desperation. <laughs> oh. Hey, how did my tips go last week? I think I got eight. We forgot. Oh, I think I got eight. I got eight. I got five. You didn't get eight. I did. I just didn't pick um, GW. I lost GWS. I got the rest. From Mr. Campen on Instagram, question for Scott. You're one of only four players in AFL history to have played for both clubs on Anzac Day, 96 first and mm. 2002 with the Pies. Which team possessed the greatest Anzac spirit in the lead-up or during the game? And you probably Yeah, I think I answered yeah, that too. But, but and again, no disrespect to Western, it would be probably absolutely the same in this day and age. From C. Babas, uh, you all play for premierships, but was beating Essendon and winning the Anzac Day medal fairly close second? Um... Oh, me Brownlow. I, I'm a, I play for individual success. That's why I play for you. Um, yeah, cl- clearly Anzac Day is um, the best day on the calendar, but bar none. Obviously, finals is, like I said, more important because you're trying to win a flag, but, but Anzac Day, yes, definitely is, is the one. One of my favourite games of all time, too, is 2002. When I've touched it once, twice. <laughs> From DCR, good luck recording the podcast. Swanee isn't looking in too good condition. ATM, hashtag, Bali claimed another victim. Oh, did it what? Jesus, logged me. Be fair to say we've covered that one, and uh, and from Twitter, I'll leave leave the Twitter questions alone for now because we've hit our hour. I I just saw something there about someone who who over Easter I stuck nine cream eggs up my bum. <laughs> and what a well done, Jeff. Good <laughs> for you, brother. What about the hens party rules? Yeah, t- we had lots of stuff to talk about today too, Ralph. Can and I just say, and, and you know what? I think we chose wisely to to talk about the Anzac spirit instead of the the. The wax feet what, what, with built-in vaginas for people with foot okay, fetishes. Well, I should, think we chose should, well should, to not should, talk about you that. You should send Buzzard. Um, yeah, Buzzard. A hundred percent vegan, all-natural chocolate penis. I saw that. Right to your front door, and it's got to open up the box and says, "Eat a dick." Uh, well, that's what I think you should send Buzzard that. Buzzard, shoot me your address, mate. We'll send you a couple of those. Thanks to Sheen Panel Service. <laughs> 300 on, of a pair. Where's me tips? And thanks. I'm on Ralph, fire. Ralph, to everyone who's bought stubby holders. Tips? Oh, I'm and gonna, mugs. Why not do it? post the and t-shirts. Why not do me tips? Fire Scotty at swatty.com.au. Go and do your tips. Well, who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> this has been Hump Day with Scotty and Swatty. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 